Hello, and welcome to Bruce World, where I'll be your life guide. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of my podcast entitled, In Pursuit of Happiness, How to Lead a Happier Life. So Bruce, why is it taking you so long to record another podcast? (laughs) Good question. Well, here's the shortish answer. At first, I struggled to pick a topic. I had so many running through my head and then finally settled on one, and it was going to be about mistakes and how we all make them, and I mean all of us, and that we make a lot of them, and why it's okay to make many of them. And although some are doozies, what's most important is to learn from them, to understand why you made them, so that you do your best to avoid making the same ones. But after writing quite a bit on the subject for my podcast, somehow the computer gremlins intervened and I lost all of my hard work. Poof. One second it was there, the next it was gone. I felt that was a sign. A sign I needed to pick another topic. Well, I recently finished reading a lengthy periodical. It was a special edition on happiness. Was it a great magazine filled with endless wonderful ideas? Not really. But I decided it was another sign, and it sparked a desire in me to share some powerful, yet fairly easy ways that people could become happier. Something we all need after what we've been experiencing over the past couple of years. So I picked happiness as the topic for my latest podcast. And what better time of the year than now to set a goal to be happier? And can there be a greater goal? I mean, who doesn't want to be more happy than they are today? Is there someone who doesn't want to be more happy? Because I'd love to hear from you. So please email me straight away. I'll be waiting, although I think I'll be waiting for infinity and beyond. Now, to be clear, I'm not going to be talking about being happy all the time. No one is happy all the time. In fact, no one is even close to being happy all the time, no matter what they tell you. Not even those who practice yoga or meditation or both or who are monks or master yogis or clergy or leaders of any faith or the wealthiest people on the planet. We all tend to assume that others are happier than us, but it's rare to really know what's going on in another person's life, and in particular, what's going on in their head. You may think others are happy because they tell you things like their kids are great, they get straight A's, they're captain of everything, they got accepted into the best schools, and that their husband's a great guy and very attentive, and they have a great marriage and lots of money and a great life. But no one leads a great life behind their white picket fences. All, and I mean all parents, have challenges with their kids and people have issues with their significant others, things that at a minimum annoy them. And they have issues with some family member or friends and work and self-image and finding meaning in their lives and dealing with what's going on in the world around them, all of which creates things like anxiety, worry, fear, anger, arguments, dissatisfaction, regret, frustration, sadness, depression, self-medication, and risky behavior at various times in one's life. We know that many people have issues with money, and that impacts their level of happiness. There are those who struggle to get by and live paycheck to paycheck, and those who wish they had more no matter how much they have, most common with those in the middle class. 
And it's the number one thing that couples fight about. But there are also those who, believe it or not, have millions or even billions who struggle when it comes to money. Now, clearly their struggles are different. They worry if their friends can be trusted and ask, do they want to be friends solely because they have money and people with a lot of money can experience great guilt about how much they have and about spoiling their kids and dealing with so many people asking them for money all the time, including family members, and trying to figure out who they should give some of their money to. I know you're still saying you wish you had their problems, but let me put it this way. Many wealthy people are no more or less happy than the average person. Believe it or not, that is true. Now, although I obviously can't make you happy all the time, I can share some ways to be happier. And it's not as hard as you may think, no matter what your state of happiness is today. And that's the first place to start. You need to ask yourself how happy you are on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being high. If you're a 7, for example, then you should ask yourself, why are you a 7 and not an 8? Maybe it's because you wish you liked your job more, or were further along in your career, or wish you had more friends, or better marriage, or that you wouldn't yell so much at your daughter, or that you were thinner or more fit, and the list goes on and on. One thing often left off these lists is that we can move the happiness needle just by choosing how to think and what to think about. So once you take stock in yourself and assess your happiness, the next most important thing to realize, and you may not like hearing this, but it's that you have the power, that you're in control of most of your happiness. Now, there's some of you who've experienced tremendous hardship, suffering, and emotional and or physical pain. And I can relate since I've had chronic back pain for roughly 20 years and know how it can impact your life. And I've experienced great loss of loved ones. However, how happy we are is mainly a choice. And it's your choice. It's not just about improving our lives by taking certain actions, which are important, and I'll cover some of those things today. But it's actually more important when it comes to our mindset, how we choose to think about our lives and the world around us. Now, I know some of you don't want to hear what I just said, but it's 100% true. And I know some of you are probably cursing me right now, and I can almost hear it. You're thinking that how happy we are is often based on what we experience externally, what happens to us. But I hope you'll all hang in there and hear me out. Oh, no. Now he's going to bring up the glass business and talk about is the glass half full or half empty? Well, the answer is yes and no. Let's talk about this stupid glass for a minute. And every time I hear it, I cringe. And I'm cringing right now. Why? (laughs) Because when asked that question, I don't understand why one option is always left out. Which is, would you say the glass is both half full and half empty at the same time? That's neither an optimistic nor pessimistic view, but a neutral or realistic view. I bring this up because so often we're asked to think about things as one extreme or the other, one side or the other, and one side is good and one side is bad and one is negative and one is positive. When people ask me what I see when I look at the glass, I say I see a glass with liquid in it and it's filled to a halfway point. This, again, is a realistic view, not a positive or negative one. And what's wrong with being a realist? Nothing. Now, we've all heard of positive thinking and negative thinking, but I want to explore a new way of thinking 
that I'm sure most of you haven't been exposed to or have even heard of, something I just alluded to with my example, which is neutral thinking. And this is a way to see things as not good or bad, but just as is. We're so often trained in our society to think of things as being either good or bad, we're taught to judge. And when we judge, we pick a side instead of saying, I don't always just see good or bad or positive or negative, I just see. Think of how often people ask us if something is good or bad. And they ask about people, like, what do you think about so-and-so? And expect to hear that they're one thing or the other. And we'll generally give a positive assessment or negative assessment. Okay, now you think I'm getting too cerebral and maybe too new agey on you. Well, as you know, I love golf analogies, so here goes. What do you most often think or hear when someone makes a golf shot or when you make one? We often think it was good or bad, and then based on that thought, it impacts how we feel. If we think it was a good shot, we feel good, and we might just smile or say something positive out loud about that shot. And others we play with will usually say something as well if it was an accurate shot or went a long way or both. If we hit the ball and think it's a bad shot, we may get angry, and then our action may be to swear or bang the club in the ground or threaten to quit the game. In fact, I know someone who threw their entire bag of clubs in the pond never to be seen again. I know this may be hard to imagine, but one of the most important things I can share with you today is to start practicing minimizing your judgments. I say minimize because no human is capable of getting rid of all judgments. Think about how often we judge. We judge everything all day long. And do you know what that gets you? Well, since the average human tends to have expectations of themselves and others that are either unattainable or hard to attain, we go negative. And we end up living our days with several negative thoughts about ourselves and others. When you drive, how often do you find yourself criticizing other drivers? Going negative versus saying nothing or saying something positive. Hey, what a great driver she is. (laughs) It doesn't happen or rarely happens. Why not try it next time you're driving? Look for a good driver and recognize them in your mind. So we not only judge But when we judge others and ourselves, we often choose those negative thoughts. This is a choice, and it's your choice. Okay, I know I've lost some of you, so let's take this further. Can I get you to close your eyes for a second? Go ahead, unless you're driving or walking. But ideally for this exercise, you want to close your eyes if you can, and imagine yourself just waking up. What are those first thoughts that you typically have and how do they make you feel? If you feel positive thoughts or neutral, non-judging thoughts and have positive or neutral feelings, then good for you. You've done what most of us don't do. We, us humans, for various reasons, choose to think about and see ourselves in the world in a more negative and worrisome way than positive and calming or a peaceful way. We think more about what might go wrong than right. So most of you start your day by thinking about things that are not positive and things that are maybe even dreadful, that are anxiety-inducing, that make you worry or feel panicky, that make you want to stay in bed. 
We think about things like why we feel so exhausted about hating our boss, or we're nervous about screwing up the presentation we have to give, or we fear a coworker or hitting a deadline, or start thinking about our crazy workload and the thousands of emails in our inbox, or worry about whether our daughter will blow up when she finds out she can't go to the party because her latest grade report was poor. Or we think about all the chores we had to do and not having the time to get them done. And we think about our spouse and why she gets so jealous so easily. So, how do we get happier? Step one. For one week, please try as soon as you wake up to just think of three positive things that you are either looking forward to about your day working on an interesting task, having a conversation with a good friend, watching a show you enjoy, or think of things you're grateful for. If you come up with more than three things, even better. And it's okay to think of things in a neutral way as well. Instead of judging what you have to do for the day, you can just think about what it is you need to do and when you need to do it by, period. Step two, at some set time of the day, Ideally, before you go to bed or during dinner with the family, you can all share three positive things that happen during the day or share a positive memory that made you feel happy. Maybe something that made you laugh or made you feel good about yourself. Maybe you helped someone. These don't have to be big things, just anything that made you feel happy or good. When we share happy or positive thoughts with others, they make us feel even better than if we just think about them on our own. Action three, and this is essential to enjoy life, we need time to enjoy life. But instead, we let ourselves get bogged down with doing a million and one things, things that we don't enjoy doing. The problem is when you do this, you're limiting your ability to live a happier life. What I'm saying is simply this. No matter how busy you are, the average American is awake 17 hours a day or 1,020 minutes. Your goal is to take at least 15 of those 1,020 minutes, which is 1.5% of your day, to do something that makes you feel good. It could be taking a walk, reading, writing, exercising, meditating, talking to an upbeat friend. And it doesn't and actually shouldn't be the same things that you do every day. Mix them up a bit. And if you can convince yourself to find more time for yourself, and you should, even better. What about the fourth thing you could do to be happier in your life? And this could be hard without a doubt, but you must, and I repeat, must minimize interactions with those people who are negative. And their favorite thing to do is complain or give you grief, like certain family members. Now, if you have more positive friends, then when you talk with them, you'll feel their positive energy. It's no joke. It's contagious. Do your best to remove the negative people from your life and for family members who you can't remove. Then you need to minimize the time you spend interacting with them. And the last thing you want to do is spend your energy arguing with them. That's not going to make you happy. Even if you win the arguments. The fifth thing you could do, we all worry, and telling you to stop is not something anyone could possibly do. You can't just turn off worry, but you can do something about it that will make you feel better. 
When you start to worry about something, ask yourself just a few questions. Is it something that you should really be worrying about? In other words, is it realistic? Or is it something that's almost impossible to happen? We call this simply putting your worries in perspective. For real worries, ask yourself what you can do about it, what actions you can take to lessen the worry. If you're worried about an interview, a meeting with a coworker you don't like, or a first date, as soon as you think of what actions you can take to address the worry, the worry will lessen. Now, there are all kinds of things you can do to prepare for these situations to then lessen the worry more. So you can sit there and worry or do what it takes to address the worry. For example, for an interview, if you do research on the internet to find out what kinds of typical interview questions people ask and practice interviewing with a friend and do research on the company and so on so that you're prepared as you can possibly be, then you will lessen your worry. I won't quote the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, but instead tell you that if you worry, put it in perspective. And if you're not sure, ask others to put it in perspective for you. And the other thing to do when you worry is take action, and you'll be happier. The sixth thing that you can do is find happiness through others. Most people feel good when they help other people. It could be helping your children with homework, helping a colleague by serving as a mentor, or just giving them advice, helping them to solve a problem, being a sounding board, helping your spouse by listening to a challenging situation that they're trying to deal with at work, and all they want you to do is listen. They don't want you to help problem solve. What about becoming a volunteer? Studies have clearly shown the more we help others, the happier we will be. So even if you can do one thing a week to help someone and write it down at the beginning of the week, a list of possible things you can do to help other people, it will make you a happier human being. The seventh thing, and my last suggestion for this podcast, is laugh. Laughing automatically releases endorphins, and that's no joke. No pun intended. You may like watching action movies, but watching comedies or stand-up routines or funny videos on YouTube that make you laugh will make you happier. You can also read a humorous book or magazine or story, or you can play a silly game. You can also recall experiences you've had that involve yourself or others that were very funny or silly, and that will make you laugh today. If you can get the laughs going then you'll feel more joy in your life. Now, I can go on with additional ideas, but I don't want to overwhelm you. And I wanted to share those that I think are easier to try and that are also very effective. Well, once again, time has flown by. It's time for me to end my podcast. And today I will leave you with a joke I borrowed from the internet that I thought was well-suited for what I just discussed. And may it make you laugh and help you feel just a little happier. So, what do you call a meme that provokes intense happiness? Dopamine. (laughs) Terrible, right? Still made me laugh. If you ever do need more help when it comes to being happier in your life or in dealing with 
any life challenge, please reach out to me at brucecoachcca.com or text me at 224-249-4042. I'm now offering the first coaching session at 50% off and a referral fee through the month of January of $50 for each referral that agrees to at least two coaching sessions. So thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. If you're still awake, I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, and here's to having at least an okay day. And if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through.